Good morning. Good morning. Oh, is it good afternoon? No, it's still morning. You know, my last name, I always would love people to pronounce it uh, because I enjoy hearing people pronouncing it. <laughs> I always say that it is one of the shortest last names. It's only four letters, but one of the most difficult to pronounce. So, Pastor Tom, why don't you try it? Please, go ahead. Uh-huh. You see, he did it well. Great. He, let's put our hands together for him. Come on, he did it. Did you say tum? Is that what you said, tum? Twum. Ah. <laughs> my, my wife and I took our kid to a, a year one day, and they were sitting out there waiting for you know, how the nurses, and they come in and you expect to, that they should just call your first name, and you know, but they come with a last name. So we sat there, and then uh, the nurse comes and calls a certain name. We didn't know they were calling us, so they left. You know, they went back, because you're not calling my name. And then she came back again, and they was trying to change it, and then started. Twam, and I was sitting there. Warm, I was sitting there. Now I'm trying to take away some of the alphabet, you know, so that it can be pronounceable. So my wife sat there and said, Daddy, I think it is us that they are calling. I said, no. How can they call my name Warm? <laughs> what is a T? So I found out, I said, are you calling, is it T-W-U? And he said, yeah. I said, how did you take away the T and call me Womb? <laughs> the name is actually pronounced as C-H. Interesting, C-H-U-M, chum. Amen. <laughs> it's chum. In my language, in our alphabet, we don't have um, C. So T-W-U is C-H. I, I don't want to go to teachings right now. <laughs> we leave it for But this morning, I want to thank you once again. Uh, I'm so glad to be here in his presence. Um, I came with my wife, as Pastor Tom said. Please, could you please stand, Lady Joanna? She is uh, my backbone. She is the reason why I stand and I do what I do, besides God. Amen. So thank you. And then my kids are downstairs, uh, two kids uh, in the Sunday school or the kids' room. I want to thank you because today is a great day in my life and also in the life of his people. One thing that I, have, I keep saying is that the greatest place for me to be is in his house. Because the Bible says that the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. So every day I look forward in going into the house of God. Because better is one day in his house than thousands elsewhere. And the opportunity to stand before his people to fellowship is a great thing. Because for me, my club is the church. When I come to church, that's why I have fun. The fun is no, no way. So thank God that I'm here today, and I'm so glad that I have the opportunity to worship with you. And I want to, once again, as Pastor Thomas, I'm from the Living Springs Church. Predominantly, they are Ghanaians, but it's kind of African uh, church. A lot of Africans. Uh, Pastor Thomas, I have one Caucasian in there, though. I have. My administrator is... Uh, Debbie, is that Debbie? Yes. Debbie's sister is the administrator of the church, AJ. Uh, there are Jamaicans, there are Ivorians, there are a lot of people in the church. 
and so different, different kinds of uh, people. And so uh, we are glad to be on this land. I believe that God in his own time, in his own purpose, plant some people at a certain places for a purpose. And I believe that each and every one of us here have been placed in a certain advantageous position. So whatever and wherever you find yourself, the purpose, what you need to seek for is why am I here? When we find why we are there, we don't, there's no longer ahead. We are not confused. And nobody becomes jealous of anybody because you know your purpose. You know why you are there. So you fulfill it. So thank God that we are here in Madison. We lived, used to live in Chicago and God directed our path. It's a long story. One day I'll, be, I'll have the opportunity to share with you because Madison was not part of my list. We lived in Chicago, but I, had never, I didn't even know about the state of Wisconsin that much. My purpose and our purpose was to move to Austin, Texas. My wife don't like the cold. But at the end of the day, it is the the, the ways of the Lord and the purpose of the Lord that stands because the Bible says that the steps of the righteous is ordered by him. So when he orders your step, you never make a mistake. And I know that we, we haven't made a mistake because he's been faithful. Would you please stand with me? Thank you, Lord. In a minute, if you can just bow down your head. You know, anytime a message comes, sometimes it is only one word that you need to change your life. Sometimes it's not the whole message. But this morning, I believe that the word of the Lord wants to come to somebody. He wants to come to you based on what you need because he is the ever-present God in time of our need. And so, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, committing this service into your hands. For the gathering of the people are unto you. This our Lord will put you in front because... You are all that matters. We thank you, Father. Your word never comes void. But when it comes, it comes for the purpose of which you have sent it. Therefore, Lord, I pray this hour, send forth your word. Speak unto us, Lord, in a language we will understand. Holy Spirit, we pray that you will come stronger. Let the word heal the sick. Let it restore the brokenhearted. Let it bring hope to the one whose hope is lost. Father, I ask that, Lord, you will hide me behind your cross. For I, have, I don't have my word. It is your word that we want to hear. Therefore, we pray that let every voice be silent. And let your voice echo in this room. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, amen. I'm just going to please ask you again, if you might, please stand as we read the word. And then you sit. Amen. So, John, the Apostle John, John chapter 1, verse 29 to 34. He said, the next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heavens as a dove 
and remained on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me. Americans say water, right? We say water. Four. The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Take a very closer look at this last part. He said, I have seen and testify, testify that this God, this is God's chosen one. He said, I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen. Please, Matthew. We go to a, next, a different uh, scripture. Matthew chapter 11, verse 1 to 6. This is still about John. After Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come? Or should I expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. May the Lord bless his word. Amen. Shall we please sit? This morning, I want to share with you a message entitled, When Expectations Fail. And I believe very well that each and every one of us have expectations. If you don't have it now, it is because something happened and then you have lost even making hopes and having expectations because it has not always been working well for you on your expectations. So, there was a quote from um, Alexander Pope. He said something. He said, blessed is he who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed. Amen. If you have nothing to expect, you will not be disappointed. But when you have an expectation and it doesn't come through, then disappointment comes. So imagine, you raise your children, you brought them forth in the house of God, you taught them the will and the knowledge of God, you, you instill discipline and the fear of God in their life, because the Bible says the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. So they, you raise them up, you taught them everything, and then at the end of the day, you send them off for, forth to college. After a short while, they come back to your house and tell you that, Dad, Mom, I don't believe in your God anymore. You had great hope, you had expectations that your child is going to come back and probably be a preacher. But now he's telling you that your God, he don't believe it. Because when he went out there, someone has actually taught them that there's nothing like God. Everything just came to be. And so their mind is polluted. What do you do when you lose this kind of expectation? 
You raise a child in a home that you love everything. There is a house. There are so many rooms. And then at a point in time in their life, they go out there and they get themselves into some kind of groups, some kind of friendship that they, en- they engage in. And when they get themselves involved in those kind of people, the person that you are expecting and you are raising to be a leader becomes a follower. And so they end up following and they are living on the street. They've joined a gang. They've joined whatever it is. And at the end of the day, they don't even want to come back home. When that happens to you, you have lost all hope and all expectation is lost. But the question is, when that expectation is gone, what do you do? You met a man, you met a woman, a partner, you prayed for, you've been, and you've been praying that God will give you somebody, a partner, and then you find this gentleman, you find this beautiful lady, and you thought that this is all, you have it all, and then you start a relationship along the line, you find out that he or she is a monster. This is real. Everything changed around, and then you ask yourself, what happened? Your expectation, you had so much expectation in the relationship, but it ends nothing. This morning, I want you to understand one thing here. It's not surprising. In the year 2020, when we were studying the year, every 31st night, this morning I was sharing that when you come to Africa, 31st night, every 31st night, New Year's Eve, the devil even come to church. The devil come to church because New Year's resolution. Everybody want to change. People set goals, big goals for the year to, uh, that is about. And I believe the year 2020, we had goals. We had dreams. We had plans. Some of us were planning to get married. Some had the plans to travel outside. Some people were planning to do so many things. But all of a sudden, expectation fails. This morning I said that when I, uh, in January, February, around that time, when this whole, the year 2020, very interesting year, a year of pandemic and election, and we realized that it was a time that they were having some impeachment going on. So some of us, we would just turn on the news in the morning to see how far things are going. And then in the news, we will see a little news that, oh, there's something, a sickness, some virus is going on somewhere in China or someplace. And then it would just be a short message. And then all of a sudden, fast forward, February, March, we found out that coronavirus have bought an airplane. To, uh, airplane. They've bought a ticket. They've boarded the plane. They have arrived in America. And they are knocking on our doors. Fear begins to just happen. Schools close down. Churches close down. Unfortunately, there are churches that have closed down that they are not, never going to be open again. A lot of pandemonium, a lot of chaos, fear is engulfing. Everyone is afraid. It got to a point that even couples, there, there was, the relationship began to break apart. Divorce started happening because people decided to now stay more home with their partners. Then they get tired. The voice of the enemy was speaking. Everybody was afraid. There are so many times that we have to, we have to go in. There are, there's a family was so interesting. When the husband come back from work, the, the woman will meet the, lady, uh, the man on the door and spray the man because you are bringing virus in the house. 
And the man will be angry. Sometimes he can Pastor, look at what she's doing. Fear. And everything was happening. I believe very well that in the year 2020, you had goals. You had visions. You had expectations. But those expectations have failed. Well, it's not new. And this morning, I'm not standing here to just remind you of your pain and the fact that it didn't come through. But I'm here to tell you that it is, this story is not new to the Lord Jesus. He knew it. He's actually, he knows. He has dealt with situations like that before. And he has answers to it. Nothing is new. Nothing is hidden before him. He knows what you need. He knows what you are actually looking for. So it's not new. So it, we go back into the scripture we read about the book of uh, uh, about John. John was a great man. He was a prophet, end time prophet. Had a relationship with Jesus. He had seen him. He had heard about him. In fact, he had prophesied about Jesus. He made a statement out there when he was doing baptism and he said, there's a man that is coming after me. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He's powerful than I am. He's stronger than I am. In age, I am older. But in reality, he was there before the world began. He spoke about him. So when he saw him, he said, this is the man I'm talking for, about. And he said, I testify that this is the one that God has chosen. You know Jesus. We've seen him. We've heard about him. So this same John the Baptist, who have testified about Jesus, who have spoken about him, he got into trouble. Because in life, Whatever you are doing, somebody don't like it. Let's not be ignorant of it. Someone don't like you for the mere fact that you go to church, you have a husband, you have a wife, you have children. Somebody don't like it. When you speak, somebody don't like it. Because the voice of the enemy is hatred. The enemy don't want anything good. And so this is what John the Baptist was saying. He was only minding his business, preaching. But there was a man, there was a king who actually arrested Herod, had put John the Baptist in prison because a woman, one of his, his wife didn't like John the Baptist and the daughter wanted the head. So they arrested John the Baptist, put John the Baptist in jail. And so John the Baptist had hope because he knew that he has heard about Jesus Christ and have seen him that this man speak and the dead is risen. He has heard and knew, know about Jesus that when he said, let there be, it shall be. He knows that the lamb is being healed. He knows about Jesus. And so when he was put into prison, he had this hope that Jesus is not only a friend that I know, but he's also a family member. So he had hope that if Jesus would not even show up, he can speak for the prison gates to be open. That was his belief. This morning, maybe you have also heard about Jesus. You know him so much. You've entrusted everything on him. Things are really, really, everything is church, church, church. You've been preached to, Pastor Tom has preached, all the pastors have been preaching to you that Jesus is your life. He is the one who is going to heal you. He's going to take care of you, but you still see that you are still sick. Healing is not coming. Expectations fail. John the Baptist got into that situation. 
So he asked, maybe I was wrong. Maybe Pastor Tom is wrong anytime he's talking about this healing. It doesn't exist. Maybe this whole God and heaven thing doesn't exist. Because if it does exist, what I'm going through now, why is it that some people in the COVID season are making more money and I am, I'm rather losing money? You have questions. John the Baptist had questions. He had seen Jesus. He knew him. He had actually a blood relations with him. So he went, he called his disciples and said, I want you to go to this man called Jesus and go and ask him again that, is he truly the one that I testify about? Is he the Messiah? Sometimes you have those questions too. If he is that Messiah, then let him do something. Sometimes we get to that situation where we want Jesus to do something. We question, is it really you? Are we really in the right church? Are we really in the right place? Beloved, I want you to understand that you are the right place at the right time. Jesus is real. He is the one that he said he is. So he told them to go and tell John the Baptist that the lame is, being, is walking, the blind is seeing, everything that you are seeing, the deaf is being raised. Go and tell him, but blessed is he who is not offended because of me. This morning, I want you to understand one thing and brings me to my first point, that when your expectation fails, don't doubt God. When your expectation fails, God is still God. He is the I am. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the one who was and is and is to come. If your answer had not come, it doesn't change who he is. If you need something and that healing is not coming, it doesn't change God. If that money is not in the account, it doesn't change who he is. He is the I am that I am. So he said, go and tell him that, yes, I am. This morning, you might not probably get the answers that you were looking for. But that doesn't mean God has not answered. If he has said no, it's an answer. If he's saying wait, it's an answer. Sometimes we say it is not an answer because he has not given us what we want. But he knows what is good for you, so he will do what is good for you. It might not be the way you want it. The ways of God are different than the ways of man. John the Baptist had known Jesus. He has walked with him. He has actually testified about him. But in times of trouble, he was questioning. He was confused. Yes, we are human beings. We have flesh and we have blood. When we are in pain, we can feel it. But I want you to understand that when you are in pain, when things are not going well, when the family is in chaos, when children are being disobedient, it doesn't change who God is. God is still the I am. Jesus still reigns as the supreme king. There's no king like him. No one will come before him. He is, and he will continue to be in your life. Don't be discouraged. Don't be disappointed. Don't feel like you have served God all your life and you think it's a waste. You are not wasting time. Because the time is coming. He knows what is best for you, and he will do it for you. At the end of the day, he will glorify you. You know, there are sometimes situations that come in our life. And it is so unpleasant. But I want you to know that in your mess, God will give you a message out of it. In your test, God will give you a testimony. Who just get to, uh, uh, who, who, who easily get a PhD? To get a PhD, you have to just pass through your test. 
It don't just happen. So without a test, there's no promotion. So you stand out there and go to your test. Because if you can stand in that test and still depend on him and know that, Lord, this is it. Paul said, I take pleasure in even my pain because he knows that that God is still with him. He's God all by himself. And he doesn't need no one to tell him that. So if you actually quit because he has not answered the words you want, he will command the stones to worship him. Donkeys will speak and worship the Lord because he is God all by himself. So this morning when your expectation fails, don't doubt him. Amen. I said when your expectation fails, don't doubt him. Because he will not fail. He is not a man that he will lie, neither a son of man that he will repent. God has never failed, and he will never fail. In fact, it is not because of you that he will fail. Because he didn't fail the earlier man. Bible says, they that put their trust in the Lord, they shall be like mountain Zion. That can never be moved, but abide forever. We are in a season that there are storms, there are waves. They are all coming in left and right. You turn to your job and they are telling you that your hours have been cut. You go out there and they say that, no, don't go there. Schools are closed. You are confused. You don't even know what to do. But I want you to understand that he says that we are like mountain Zion. The waves will come. The wind will blow, but we will abide forever. Just stand still and trust in the I am. Because he don't fail nobody. In 1 Samuel chapter 29 and chapter 30, there is a story about David. Bible says that David joined his brothers and go, went to war. And when they went to war, they went and conquered because David never lost a war. So they went and conquered the Philistines. So on their way back, they decided that, oh, when we get home to Ziglad, we are going to celebrate. But when they came back, the Amalekites had come, be, come before, uh, behind them and have set their, their town ablaze. They've burned the city down. They've taken their wives and their children as captives. Maybe you had a plan to celebrate in the year 2020. Maybe you had some good hopes that you, are, you have one of the best parties. Because you worked so hard for at the year 2019, and you want to celebrate. But maybe your expectation has failed you. Bible said when David came back, he said David was greatly distressed. Because the men were take, talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord. This morning, you have been crying too much. You have been complaining too much. It's time for you to find strength in the Lord. 
Encourage yourself in the Lord. If your expectations have failed you, encourage yourself in the Lord. If your children have disappointed you, encourage yourself in the Lord. If your, your, your wife, your husband is going through a situation that is difficult, encourage yourself in the Lord. Bible said David, everything was falling apart, but he encouraged himself in the Lord. He found grace and comfort in him, and he decided to pursue. This morning when your expectation fails you, Encourage yourself in the Lord. Find strength in Him. Because He's our shield. He's our strong tower. He's our fortress. He said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So when things are not going your way, I want you to know that He is still your shepherd. Find strength in Him. Encourage yourself in Him. Speak to yourself and say, It is well with me. Speak to yourself and say, get up, stand in the mirror. Don't expect Facebook to tell you that you are beautiful. You want to take a picture and put it on Facebook and see how many likes you have before you know that you are beautiful? Why the scripture is already telling you that you are beautifully and wonderfully made in the image of the Lord? Why don't you stand in the mirror and tell yourself that I am fearfully and beautiful made by the Lord? I don't need Facebook to just approve that. Tell yourself, it is well with my soul. Because he that is with me is greater than that that is on the world. One person on God's side is always on the majority. This morning, if your expectation fails, encourage yourself in the Lord. Be strong and of good courage. Be still, because God is still working on your case. He is not done with you yet. Your story is about to begin. Our life that we walk through is like chapters of a book. We begin to write them and close them. Pastor Tom happened to be a writer and I'm reading some of his books. It's chapters. It's, the chapters are not the same. One will close and one need to start. So in the year 2020, whatever you have gone through and what you are going through now, this morning, I stand here to speak into your life. Close that chapter. Begin to open a new chapter and rewrite that story again. Because the Lord is still with you. He is your strength. He is your shield. He will never leave you. Neither will he forsake you. Find strength in him. Take you to my second point. I'm still watching the time, Pastor Tom. We know the story of Job. You know, Job's story is a very interesting story. Everybody knows about Job. Even kids know that, oh, he was rich, and he became poor, and then he got it back. But there's a story in there I want you to just take a very look at. You know, Job, in the year 2019, had everything, and then in the year 2020, lost everything. Is it familiar with you? That in the year 2019, things were good. 2020, things have not been the same. Things have been difficult. Things are not going the way it's supposed to go. So Bible said in the book of Job chapter 2, verse 8 and 10, it said when Job actually had Sickness. He says, then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scrubbed himself with, with it as he sat 
among ashes. If you keep reading the story, it talks about his wife. You know, when expectation fails, we need to be very careful the people who speak to us and the voices we hear. His wife's come to him. The only confidant that he has, the person that actually is supposed to advise him says something to him. He said, look, everybody is gone because truly in life, you know who are your friends when you have it. When things are good, everybody wants to be your party, your friend. But when things go differently, then they all leave you. Job had experienced that. And so the wife said, everybody is gone. Why don't you just curse God and die? Because the expectation of Job's wife have failed. But Job said something. Then who am I to curse God? This morning when your expectation fails, do not curse God. Don't deny God. Never stand anywhere to deny your God. Never be afraid to stand anywhere in the midst of your pain to tell people that, yes, tell God it's with you. Because sometimes we might make that mistake. We want to praise God only when things are well. When things are beautiful, we know him. But when the mail comes and then we look at it and then there's a court order, then we begin to question. This morning, in the midst of your pain, Praise God. In the midst of your situation, don't deny him. Because I want you to know that without that test, there's no promotion for you. Little did you know that he's pushing you towards your breakthrough. Because blessed are those who are able to wait. He says that let actually perseverance have its own way. In the book of uh, James, he said, count it all joy when troubles of many kind comes your way. For the testing of your faith produces patience. So let it have its way. This morning, if you are going through any kind of problem, any kind of situation, count it joy. See it's an opportunity for your blessing. Don't deny God in the midst of it. Sometimes we are so fast to just curse God. We speak anyhow. This morning I said that people, some people are here, people pray and say, God, if it is truly you that if it is true that you are really God, Prove yourself. God don't have to prove himself to you. Because he is God. Whether you are answer, whether you are in pain or you are not in pain, he's God. So he don't have to prove to you. So when we are in trouble, please, let's mind the way we approach God. Let's mind the way we deny him. You know, it's so sad. Now the world has become true Libra. We follow. We have become followers instead of Leaders, I want you to understand that God has created you to be a leader of the world. You are supposed to be the voice. We are an ambassador of Christ. We are not followers. And therefore, we need to understand that no matter where we find ourselves, we need to let the name of Jesus be known. In the midst of the pain, we need to still stand and declare that he is God. When we do it, then we see his glory. God wants to use you to manifest his glory. So give him the opportunity to use you. I'll go straight to my next point. When expectation fails, God has a better plan. 
If your expectation fails you, he's got a better plan. You know, sometimes we think we know ourselves so much, but this morning I want you to know that God knows you more than you know yourself. Can I prove to you? Because the Bible says that even the hair that we have on our head, he knows the number, but you don't know how many hairs you have on your head. And you still want to tell me that you know yourself more than the one who created you. We got a chief architect. He's the architect of our life. He knows you. So your answer might not be what you really need. In the book of Acts, chapter 3, it talks about a man who was always sitting in the beautiful gate, a temple. He was lame. So he sat at that beautiful gate and begged for arms. People get there, he takes money. Anytime the people get there, he gets money. But one day, it says that the apostles got to that particular place, going into the temple, and they saw the man sitting out there asking for money. Let's look at verse 3. He says, what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by his right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple court, walking and jumping and praising God. This morning, the man who was lame sitting at the, at the beautiful gate, what happens is that if I am a beggar and you are coming, and I call that I am asking and you stop. The first thing that I expect is money. Isn't it? Hello, are you with me? Is that not money? If you have given me your attention, it means you are giving me money. But Bible says that the apostle says something. He said, money and silver we don't have. Then why are you standing? Because this is why I'm here. For money. So if you don't have the money, you don't have gold, you don't have silver, keep going. But then he said, for what we have is what we give to you. Because we know that you need more than money. Jesus knows that you need more than money. You are looking for that car. He knows that when you get that car tomorrow, you have an accident. He knows your end from the beginning. So he said that money and gold we do not have. But what we have is what we give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. This morning I want you to understand something. That when your expectation fails, God has a better plan for your life. The lame man was looking for money, but God gave him restoration. He gave him his feet to walk. He don't want you to be a beggar. The money that you think you are looking for, you think that that would be enough, but he's telling you that he wants to bless your hand so that you make more money to be a blessing to others. Whatever you are looking for that you have not received, it doesn't change it. He got a better plan for your life. Were you denied that opportunity to work at the place you needed so much? Maybe you fill out an application, this place you really, really want to work there. You think you deserve it, but it didn't come your way. This morning he's got a better plan for you. Maybe you have depended on somebody or something and it has failed. But I'm telling you, he's got a better plan for you. 
Because he says, your ways are not my ways, neither your thoughts are my thoughts. He said, just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts. This morning, the heavens are higher than the earth. God knows you more than you know yourself. He knows the number of hair that you have. So he knows what will be good for you tomorrow. If it is going to kill you, he won't give it to you. Because your sorrows and your cry does not please God. If it is not well with you, he don't take no pleasure in it. Because he says, I know the thought I have for you. A thought of peace and not of evil. I want you to understand that your plans are evil. But God's plans are not evil. He said, can a mother forget his own unborn children? And the child that actually they are breastfeeding, yes, sometimes they can forget. But I, the Lord, I will never forget you. Because your names are engrafted like a tattoo on my arms. So I know you by your name. This morning, the Lord knows us by his name, by our name. He knows us before we were born. He told Jeremiah, he said, before your mother even met your father, I had already called you by your name and had already separated you. He knows you just as you are. So if you think you know better than him, I'm telling you, you are wrong. So when your expectation has failed you, if your expectations have failed you, this morning I want you to understand, he has a better plan for you. Only be still. And know that he's the Lord. He's still working on your issue. Those children will come back home. That husband, that wife, that actually is going astray. He just lift him before the Lord. Lift up your eyes onto the hills because your help will come from him. David said, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I fear no evil because I know he's with me. This morning, he did not promise you that you won't go through it. You will go through it, but in the midst of it, he said he's still with you. Because say it, when you go through the fire, I am there with you. This morning, are you in the fire? He is there. He will carry you on the eagle's wing. He is the God who says and he does it. This morning, the last message, this, the, my last point I want to give to you. If your expectation fails, his word will never fail. His word is never fail. Never. His word has never failed and it will never fail. Heaven and earth will pass. His word will still be there. He said, let there be and there was. So this morning I want you to understand. If your expectation fails, the word that is saying that, yes, you are able. The word that is saying that he is with you. The word that is saying that don't be afraid. This morning I want you to understand that if fear is knocking on your door, send faith to go and open that door. Because he is with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged if your expectation has failed. Because there's a God who will never fail. And he will never fail you. Thank you so much. That's it all.